Well, 20 years ago, George Esquivel and, and his co-founder of Four Corners Brewery, Steve Picari, were making beer in a garage. And then about 10 years ago, they opened the one that we all know, Four Corners down in, in Trinity Groves. That's when I uh, found out about it. They, they just kept growing, and now the company's officially 10 years old. George Esquivel joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. It's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. That's a long ride, 20 years. What did you do for the 10 years before while you were perfecting making beer and, and opening Four Corners? Yeah, my career has been in, in uh, consumer packaged goods. So I've been, I'm, a, I'm a CPG marketer, um, worked in advertising for several years, um, and then moved over to what we call you know, client side. So I worked with Mission Foods, uh, Dan and Yogurt Company, and uh, Grupo Lala, which is another dairy company right. uh, in, that, in that time span. Um, and uh, yeah, so my, 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 I guess the three legs of the stool has always been, you know, marketing, kind of Hispanic focused marketing and uh, just kind of, you know, food world. Well, you know, that, so it's all coming together for me because, and I didn't realize, I didn't realize the Hispanic influence in, in, in Four Corners when I first ran across you guys down in Trinity Groves. And I started looking at, you know, at, at the brands and some of them. You know, I stupidly took French instead of Spanish in school. I can't even pronounce some of them. But you really have made this interesting marriage of Hispanic culture and sort of a mainstream brewery. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's our way to express ourselves and who we're yeah you know, who we are and where we're from. I grew up in West Dallas, um, you know, to the Oak Cliff area. Uh, we did have a you know, third party between, you know, Steve and I, and uh, uh, Greg Luftwich, who was um, uh, another one of our founders. We spent, a, yeah, as we were formulating uh, our business plan, uh, we just, this kind of, we were hanging around West Dallas, Oak Cliff, and you could kind of just look around and say, okay, culturally, what do we stand for? Yeah, you know, what does this brand you know need to represent? And we said, look, this is the you know literally at the corner of Davis and Llewellyn in in Oak Cliff, as you said, if we could package up this four corners here and you know and share that experience with with everyone, because it's very diverse uh, in many different ways, yeah. um, you know, uh, and and that's that's what we wanted to stand for. And so literally, you could walk down to one of the you know tienditas down there and the little stores and and see the loteria you know game uh, at the checkout lines. And from a marketing standpoint, I just thought it's a, a, a just a fantastic way to bring a vibrant nature of it, uh, diverse culture, but also kind of a, a you know brand architecture that uh, could tell its own story and uh, but look like a family at the same time. Yeah, and that, that's the interesting thing. I mean, if you've just got a tap room, then you need some glasses with maybe a logo on it and you can serve beer. But now that you're marketing, and I get the last I saw you were in, you know, several thousand locations across the state, you need to have something that's eye-catching. This is where your other background in, in marketing and graphics comes in because you're, I mean, your kids are very distinctive. It's really gorgeous design. It's it's we have a, uh, a designer that we've worked with from the beginning. Uh, Christy Brinkman does a, uh, an amazing job, uh, but she designed our logo. She's designed every single can. It's all hand artwork and um, and just really beautiful stuff. It's a really yeah, I'd say yeah between you know what's inside the can and what's outside the can is is it's four corners team expressing you know ourselves and and um through this experience but again i mean for marketing it's really intriguing so so bud light spends millions and, and hundreds of millions of dollars building the name bud light and they do it with dogs or 
cats or, you know, funny commercials or whatever, but it's Bud Light. That's the name. And yours, I mean, how many different brands have you got? How can you, how can you market through such a broad array? Yeah, we brew, uh, craft beer is very different from kind of, you know, large, you know, me, you know mega manufactured beer. Um, they focus on one thing, craft, craft fans, craft brewers, uh, again, like to kind of express themselves across a variety of styles. There's you know, you know, many, many styles of beers to, to uh, investigate. Um, I guess there's, there's two things. One, yeah, we kind of look at it as a, you know, we wanted to send a, a message out there of a kind of a brand family. Each one of them has its own, you know, within the, within the family, uh, the brothers and sisters all look a little bit different, but you can tell they're a family. Uh, and that's always, a, that's a marketing challenge that we've, we've taken on. Um, secondary to that, I always thought it's, yeah, it's beyond the beer. Um, there's a story to tell beyond the beer. And, and I think we find that in, in our food culture in general, that people want to know more than uh, they want to know. They want to know how it's sourced. They want to know how it's made. They want to meet the people that make it. And I think that's what makes our business very different from, you know, a, a giant company that just like is really trying to you know, sell one thing uh, to, to everyone. Um, I say, yeah. And the third piece of it is, uh, is, you know, we were appealing to um, a, a very diverse audience. I, you know, I'm a craft beer fan and I, I became one, you know, whatever, like 20, 25 years ago as the craft beer movement was really moving. But my, you know, my marketing background was was just I could look at the market and say, look, the fastest growing segment in the market is a Hispanic market. And what is going to be 40, 50 percent of the market um, population, only you know, less than 10 percent of, of Latinos have ever been turned on to craft beer. And I think that's about an invitation to them to invite them to come in and um, to learn and to take part and to be in language and in be culturally relevant to them. So that was the other uh, aspect that, that I think we've been successful in doing. But, but, but to be able to combine both of those markets, to be able to market effectively, you know, to an Hispanic and non-Hispanic market is, would, I would think would be a real challenge, but not for you, evidently. It's not, and I think this is where, you know, we, we, have, uh, we have Latinos or we have people in general who are like, they're, you know, they're, they're bicultural. They can, uh, they can switch in, into languages and switch into, um, you know, cultural modes at the drop of a hat. And I think that just, uh, comes from, you know, you know, you know, being second, third generation here in the, in, in the U S and, um, and grew up in, you know, Texas. So, yeah, I just, I look at it and say, okay, look, there's a, I think, yeah, from a, just a, a business opportunity for, for us, you know, what, what really got us established wasn't like, hey, let's start a brewery and, and, and make this a, a, you know, make this, you know, go make millions of dollars. It was, we wanted to change the cultural relevance of beer in our home market here in Dallas, Texas. We've been lucky enough to, to not only do that, but also, you know, move that conversation across the state. So and you are, are you across the state? You cover the entire state right now? Yes, sir. We have. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had distribution across um, across Texas for uh, yeah, six years now. And, you know, tell, and like one of the first markets we, we yeah, outside of Dallas was, OK, look, let's if, if this really has merit and it really kind of uh, you know, was cr critical to the conversation about moving from Trinity Groves, um, West Dallas, La Bajada neighborhood 
uh, over to a new space. We wanted to stay there. They wouldn't sell it to us. And we were leasing the space and we couldn't expand on it. And we were growing so fast. We thought we'd be there for 10 years. I grew it in five, moved over to, um, to the Cedars neighborhood. And, um, but uh, yeah, one of the first discussions was, okay, then was, is this proposition really going to work? Because it felt pretty niche at the time. Um, so we went, we, we skipped Austin, we skipped Houston, we skipped San Antonio, we went all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley and launched our beer outside of Dallas in McAllen, you know, to Brownsville, to Laredo, to Corpus Christi. And it's, well, that is it, going after the Latino market then. No doubt. That's I mean, a 90, 90 plus yeah. population. And if it's going to work there, it's going to, you know, it's going it, to, it'll work. And we've had, you know, we've had growth in sales ever since we, we launched in that market. So we know that uh, yeah, it gave us confidence that we could appeal to to that market, but also have a footing in and your you know your general market craft your consumer. So what's next? I mean, how do you grow and do you grow outside of the states? And actually, we were talking to Bar Louie about this the other day. Is the screwy laws that vary not well from county to county, but then from state to state. But I mean, this would seem like a natural for expansion into you know New Mexico, Arizona, if nothing else. Uh, New Mexico, Arizona, all the way to Southern California. We had actually uh, launched in Southern California for for a bit. Uh, we're trying to launch a brand during the onset of a pandemic, so that was wow. Yeah, that, that was a real challenge. So we said, okay, look, okay, we we can't activate, we can't sample, we really can't get out to market. So we pulled it back to Texas for now. Texas has a long runway. Uh, we did uh, uh, have a kind of a, you know, testing of the waters in, um, in Phoenix uh, this summer. I think it went really well at, um, at a retailer there. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of re- reformulating the game plan. At the same time, you know, the, the craft beer uh, market is drastically different than it was 10 years ago. There were less than 100 brewers in the state. Now there's north of, you know, 600 uh, and so it's a very, it's become a very hyper-local, um, you know, competitive market. It's always been competitive, but it's competitive in a different way. So it's, a, you know, it's, us to, it's for up to us to, to continue to tell our story um, and appeal to, to you know, a broad audience. We get that out of tap room every you know, day in, day out. Um, I think, you know, we walk into our tap room, I think it feels really different. Uh, certainly attracts a, a very diverse crowd um, there, so we feel we feel good about the story we're you know the the story we're conveying and how we're expressing ourselves in through beer or, or packaging. That's a great story and really a unique. I mean, on a marketing standpoint, I, I found it you know it's a really unique way that you approached it. Congratulations! I can't wait for our next conversation. I, I got a feeling you're you're going to be multi-state and you continue to grow. Well, let's have the next conversation over beer. Happy to host you at the, at the brewery. So just, yeah, let me know when you're I ready. I find that very appealing. George Esquirel <laughs> is the co-founder of Four Corners Brewery Company. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.